Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I trust that it will encourage you and build your faith. If you'd like to connect with us further, our website is revivalnow.com, and you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Revival Now Dan Steep. We have the Revival Now app that you can download at your Play Store, and if you use Roku, you can find us on Creo TV. Enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend. Hi, I'm Dan Steep, and welcome to Spiritual Talk. This episode is being brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved NASA-used technology in your home, business, or car that reduces 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email the address on the screen, info for Valara at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode as we are continuing uh, with part two of Bible Proofs of the Pre-Tribulation Rapture. I spent a lot of time in episode number one uh, of this title, um, really laying the foundation for the pre-tribulation rapture, and then I began to share some of those Bible proofs uh, with you. The first one was the six raptures in the Bible that I shared with you. And then the second one was the dominion of the church, and we spent quite a bit of time um, you know, laboring that point. And you can go back to part one of Bible proofs of the pre-tribulation rapture to get a little more uh, understanding of those first two, first two points. The second Bible proof that I would like to lift up to you concerning the pre-tribulation rapture is that I believe the book of Revelation itself alludes to it. In Revelation chapters 1 through 3, it, it, it's written to seven, seven different churches that are representative of the church age that we're living in now. So you can, you can go back and read in, in Revelation 1 through 3 about these seven churches. And, and five of those seven churches, uh, they needed to repent of some very specific sin uh, in, in the life of those churches. And so it's very, represent, re, very representative of the church in this modern age. Now, also in the book of Revelation, the word church is used 19 times in the first three chapters of the book of Revelation. But then from that time forward, it's used zero times from chapter 4 on until uh, Revelation chapter 22. So you see um, zero times of the word church used from chapter 4 forward all the way up to the culmination of all things in chapter 22. Uh, uh, so the book of Revelation alludes to it. And you also see a marked change in God's attitude toward humanity in the book of Revelation, from Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, moving forward. So let's take a look at Revelation chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. 
It says, after these things I looked. After what things? After the culmination of things with with the the churches spoken to in chapters 1 through 3 of Revelation. And then something I believe happened at that point between chapter four or chapter three and chapter four. I believe this is where the rapture of the church takes place. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, "Come up here, and I will show you things which must must take place after this." After what? After the rapture of the church. Because after the rapture of the church, then comes the tribulation, the revealing of the Antichrist. And you can, you can go back and look at the episode uh, entitled God's Calendar of Final Things to see how these major prophetic events will, will play out. So after these things, how much... I will show you things which much must take place after this. Immediately, I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one set on the throne. I'll go ahead and read the next couple of verses. It'll help us out as we move forward in uh, this episode. And he, he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald around the throne were 24 thrones and on the thrones i saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes and they had crowns of gold on their heads so the book of revelation seems to allude to a pre-tribulation rapture number 4 the Bible says that when the Son of Man returns, it will be as in the days of Noah and Lot. So in Matthew chapter 24, we'll look there first. Matthew chapter 24. Beginning in verse 36. Now I'll read verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark. I believe when Noah and his family entered the ark, that was what the Bible calls a type in the Old Testament of a New Testament fulfillment, which is a type of the rapture. So let's look at Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, verses 28 and 29. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, 
they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on that day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. As is the day, as it was in the days of Noah and Lot. You know what we understand from Scripture about the days of Noah and Lot? Uh, tremendous sin, wickedness, perversion, iniquity. That was the condition of the world. We see those conditions when we look around in our world today. But also, not one drop of water fell until Noah and his family was in the ark. Remember, in the previous episode, we talked about the heart of the Father toward his people. That even in Matthew 13, in the story of the wheat and the tares, God would not allow his people to be harmed in the judgment. So no rain fell until Noah and his family were in the ark. God decides to judge the earth, but not until the righteous are sealed in the ark. It's a type of the pre-tribulation rapture. Angels hurried Lot and his family out of the city, and when they were clear, then fire and brimstone rained down on Sodom and Gomorrah. It's again a type of the pre-tribulation rapture. In both cases, we see the righteous of God removed and brought to safety before his judgment takes place. In the parable of the wheat and tares, we see that they're allowed to grow together until the harvest. So that, because if they were to pluck up the tares, it would have harmed the wheat. And the wheat are God's people. So the angels harvested the wheat. In Matthew 13, angels sealed Noah in the ark. Angels hurried Lot out of the city. And Revelation 3.10 tells us, the righteous are never judged with the wicked. Revelation 3.10, Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. More, more biblical proof of the pre-tribulation rapture. Number five, the restrainer must be removed before the Antichrist can have his way. The restrainer spoken of in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. In order for the Antichrist to fully have his way, this restrainer has to be removed. And we spent some time talking about that. Scholars have talked about three possibilities that the one who restrains could be. But there's really only one legitimate option. Some have speculated that it's government, but governments will be here during the tribulation. Some have speculated that it's the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit will be here during the tribulation. The only one that it could possibly be is the church, the body of Christ on the earth. We are the ones who are restraining, and only after the one who restrains is moved out of the way, what is that? That's a picture of the pre-tribulation rapture. When the church is taken up out of the earth, then the Antichrist is going to be allowed 
to have his way in the earth. Number six, the 24 elders in Revelation 4 are representative of the raptured saints. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. So the 24 elders are now in heaven. It's a picture of the rapture, the pre-tribulation rapture. They're clothed in white robes. They have crowns of gold on their heads. And from this moment forward, they're always seen in heaven. After Revelation 4.1. Number 7. Luke chapter 24, verses 34 to 36. We're just going to look at this one. I didn't even give this, this a title. My seventh point is Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21, verses 34 through 36. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore, and pray always, that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. God's people, the righteous, will be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass. God's people, the righteous, they're going to escape it. They're going to escape the tribulation when God's wrath and judgment is poured out on the earth. They're going to escape it because God is going to take his church up out of here. That's God's heart toward his righteous people. Number eight, if the rapture does not occur before the tribulation, how could the saints comfort themselves? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, I believe it's verse uh, 9, and in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, both of these scriptures are talking about the rapture of the saints, and both of these passages of scripture end with these words. Comfort one another or encourage one another with these words. Well, if the rapture doesn't occur before the tribulation, there's no comfort in these words. It's only because the rapture occurs before the tribulation that we can comfort one another with these words. Number nine, there's no mention of the resurrection of the dead at the second coming. If it's a post-tribulation rapture, where's the mention of the dead rising at the second coming? There's zero mention of the resurrection of the dead at the second coming because the resurrection of the dead takes place at the rapture, before the tribulation, which ultimately leads to the second coming of Christ. Yeah, I want to lead you with, leave you with number 10. Number 10 is not, 
I'm not going to appeal to you on the basis of Scripture, but I appeal to you on the basis of common sense. What groom lets his bride get beaten up and raped and tortured in order to prepare her to marry him? You see, in Scripture, Jesus is called the bridegroom, and the church is referred to as the bride of Christ. And we're going to come together at this great wedding supper of the Lamb, this great banquet, where bride and bridegroom are united together. What groom... Let's his bride get beaten up, tortured and abused in order to prepare her to marry him. Never heard of that. Uh, 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 a groom, potential groom, a man proposing to the woman that he wants to be his bride and saying, listen, sweetheart, I love you. I can't wait to be married to you. We're going to have a wonderful life together. I'm going to be faithful to you to the end. And as long as you're with me, you'll never have to worry about anything. But before I take you to be my bride, uh, I'm going to make sure that you're kicked out of your house. You have no home. You have to live on the streets. You're going to be beaten, tortured, taken advantage of by men. You're going to wish you were dead. But don't worry and don't despair. Because... After you've endured all of that, I'm going to marry you, and we're going to have a wonderful life together. I don't know too many, I don't know very many women who would say yes to a proposal like that. And we already know from, from Scripture what God's heart is toward the righteous, toward the bride of Christ. And His heart is to make sure that his church experiences no harm at the judgment. That his church is going to be safely taken out of this world before his judgment is poured out on the earth. Jesus is not coming back for a defeated church. He's not coming back for a church with a bloody nose bruised and limping. The Bible tells us that Jesus is returning for a glorious church, one without spot or wrinkle. The sinless, pure bride of Christ. Don't confuse the persecuted saints with the tribulation. And the reason you can't uh, confuse the two is because persecution comes from the devil and the judgment and wrath of God poured out in the tribulation comes from God. Throughout history, from the time of the birth of the church in 33 AD, there's always been persecution. Persecution is from the devil. 
but it ends up being used to spread the gospel because as the saints are persecuted and they scatter, it just ends up continuing to spread the seeds of the gospel everywhere they go. The, what we're seeing right now is persecution. We're seeing elevated levels of persecution. There was a time when you, you, most people thought that persecution took place in places like communist China, the Middle East, uh, persecution of the saints. But uh, from 2020 moving forward, we've seen an unprecedented level of persecution of the body of Christ in the United States. As the United States continues to play along with and be utilized in this push toward a one-world population control government. This is what the Bible calls, the time that we're living in today, the Bible calls the beginning of sorrows, the beginning of what is to come. But not for me, and not for every single blood-washed, spirit-filled, born-again believers in Christ Jesus. I've laid out for you, in the previous episode, part one, and this part two of Bible Proofs of the Pre-Tribulation Rapture, you've, you've seen very clearly what God's heart is toward His people. And in reality, that's God's heart toward humanity. You see, it's only after the rapture of the saints that the attitude of God changes toward humanity. Up until that point, God is... He, he pleaded with, with the churches that are represented in the, the, the seven churches in Revelation 1 through 3 to repent and change so that they would not have to take part in the, the judgment and the wrath of the tribulation. But see, God is not only a loving God, not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. A patient God. But He's a holy God. He's a just God. He is the eternal judge. And there, there's coming a day, very soon, when that's, that aspect of God is going to be seen and exercised on the earth. But not until He has lovingly and patiently waited these events could have taken place. They should have taken place. And the only reason they've not taken place is the patience of God. He's waiting as long as he can to give everyone the opportunity to repent, be saved, and miss out on not only the, the tribulation on the earth, but in eternity in hell. And it all depends on this one question. If you were to die today, do you know for certain beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would spend eternity with Jesus in heaven? If your answer to that question is anything other than a resounding yes, I want to pray a prayer with you. And if you'll repeat this prayer out loud after me right now, you can be saved. You will be saved your destiny will be changed and you won't have to face 
those things that are coming upon the earth after God raptures his church out of the earth. I want to pray a simple prayer of faith with you. And I want you to repeat this prayer out loud after me. Because the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So I don't care whether you were raised in church, I don't care what you've done, what sin you've been caught up into, if you'll turn to God right now, he will receive you, forgive you of your sins, and set you on a path of righteousness for his glory. Would you pray this prayer out loud after me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness. I repent. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my heart and make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, welcome to the family of God. You're my newest brother or sister in Christ. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And when you prayed that prayer, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of his word alone, you're saved. You're born again. And you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. Please take a moment and go to my website at revivalnow.com revivalnow.com. If you go to revivalnow.com, on the front page of our website, it's a big red button that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and it'll take you to a place where you can do a couple of things. Number one, I, I've prepared some video resources for you to view that'll help you get started in your, in your Christian walk. And number two, there's a place for you to fill out your contact information. And if you'll fill out your contact information in its entirety... I'll make a threefold promise to you. Number one, your information, your contact information will not be used for any solicitation purposes. You won't receive phone calls. You won't show up on any kind of uh, emailing list or anything like that. Number two, I'm going to pray for you by name because now I'm going to know who you are. And number three, I'm going to send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. So go to RevivalNow.com, click I Just Got Saved, and follow the prompts from there. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. This episode is being brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved NASA-used technology in your home, business, or car that reduces 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email the address on the screen, infoforvalara at gmail.com. Thanks for journeying with me through this episode. Please tune in to Creo TV for more episodes as we'll be continuing to uh, release new episodes every week. Until then, be blessed in Jesus' name.